Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of the podcast. It is July 14th, 2020. We've got a great show for you. Uh, follow us on Twitter at RealityFFB. Go to uh, our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, listen to it. Uh, subscribe, tell a friend, all that good stuff. That over there is Rob. How are you? I'm doing good, and I'm extra excited now because I just realized it's episode 14 on July 14. So that's that's meaningful somehow. Trust me. Absolutely. That over there is Jordan. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm nice and relaxed, man. I I just finished introducing my backyard, my backyard lawn to my brand new riding lawnmower. I just sat back <laughs> and drove that thing. I didn't even know what I was cutting our lawn so dead, but I just tre- kept trying to go to the left of the lines that I already. You're cut. taking out all the ant hills and creating massive dust plumes. Yeah, right? pollen. I don't think that's pollen. <laughs> ant, ant pollen. <laughs> yeah. This week, I, this week on this show, we're going to be doing another draft strategy in our mock draft. And uh, last week we did a zero RB. We liked it, um, but we're going to change it up a little bit this week and see how we feel about our team. Uh, all parameters are going to stay the same. We're going to be doing a twelve-team mock snake draft. Uh, at the sixth position. This week, though, we are going to force ourselves to take a quarterback with our very first pick and see how that works out. Uh, looking forward to that. Before we get there, though, we have a call-in question from a listener. Call-ins. We never get to hear them first, Jordan. This is two weeks in a row, man. This, this is, is awesome. Two weeks. Keep All them right. coming. Keep them coming. Hey, guys. Love your podcast. I'm a longtime Lions fan. I used to love watching Barry Sanders when he used to get the ball and run down the field, see what he was going to do next. Loved it. Well, anyway, what's going to happen in the backfield for Detroit Lions this year? Is it going to be Kerryon Johnson or DeAndre Swift? I would like your opinion. This is Anger at Angus Noel from Twitter. Thanks. Awesome question. Wow, 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 wow. Sounds like a anger, serious Detroit. Eh? Serious Detroit Jeez. fan, obviously. With a handle at anger, you'd think he'd come off a little more aggressive. He was kind of calm on us, I think. It sounded like Holy a happy smart. dude. Yeah. Barry I, Sanders, eh? By far one of the best oh, running backs I've ever watched in my life. And I would not compare either of these guys to Barry Sanders. Oh, good point. But I don't think you can. I don't. I don't think you can compare anyone to Barry. I Sanders. think this is a question though that a lot of fantasy footballers are going to be contemplating going into this year. And man, it's a tough one. I I loved Carryon Johnson his first season, the way he came out and was just so good, explosive, averaged five and a half yards a carry, but was also hurt. Only played ten games last year. There was a lot of hype about him going into the season again um, to build off that rookie season, and it just. Didn't happen. He had a couple good games to start the season. But again, serious injury. Only lasted eight games last year. Not to mention his yards per carry dropped to 3.5. So he lost two yards a carry. So he wasn't really even that productive when he was healthy. That being said, 
Swift could be the antidote to keeping him healthy. So what that could mean is both of them are kind of great for the Detroit Lions, but maybe not great for fantasy. Um, Swift is going right now. His ADP is 22 for running backs. Wow. Like to, to draft him as a, a running back too, I think is a little rich for my blood. I think it might be one of those scenarios where they kind of cancel each other out. Like I say, real NFL, real team. For this guy that is a Detroit Lions fan, I think he's going to love it because I think it's going to be overall really good for their backfield, their running game. Um, but as far as fantasy, I don't know if I'd want either one of these guys as my one or two, maybe a flex against the right uh, opponents. Yeah, it's a tough question right now because without – I don't think this is going to be answered anytime soon either because of the fact of training camp and all that. We don't know how much they're going to be able to see Swift when they get in there. Uh, Swift in college was insane. He was a great receiving running back. Every time he touched the ball, you never knew what was going to happen. He worked behind a lot of guys with uh, Chubb, Gurley, uh, Sony Michelle. So when he had his opportunity, he made the most of it. And that's kind of what I see happening in Detroit. Uh, with carry on there, he has done enough to be um, an elite. I wouldn't say elite, sorry. I would say a, a above average running back when he had the shot. Um, but he's injury prone. So if you get a guy like Swift who can come in there and show them from day one that he's ready to play, obviously third down for sure Swift comes in. Um, you get a healthy Stafford back, you get Galladay, you got Jones back who got hurt last year. Like you said, I think it's going to be great for the Lions. If I had to draft any Detroit running back going into the year, I would probably hope that Swift dropped to me. I wouldn't be taking him as a number two. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him as a number two. But if he dropped to me later on, I would probably take him over a carry. Like if I was sitting there and they were both there, and I needed a running back to kind of fill in a, a spot, I'd be taking Swift over carry on. So I'm looking at the uh, the overall ADP of these two players. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going at 75, whereas carry on Johnson is going at 78. Overall. So they're pretty close. Wow. Okay. So, so that's crazy. So the uh, running back wise, because they're 22 and then KJ's at 35 for running backs, but overall not much different. And like Jordan was saying, that is a good point. I think his his passing or re- sorry receiving prowess will make him valuable, especially in PPR leagues. That could really tilt the scale towards Swift over Carry On. Uh, Carry On last year had fifteen targets in eight games. Even the the season before that, he only had thirty nine targets. So he's never a big uh, part of the passing game plan. So Swift's going to come in there. Like you say, in college, he was an awesome receiver. He's a little bowling ball. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he was second in yards after contact in two seasons in the SEC. So um, yeah, maybe especially in PPR, you might want to take him over carry on. And if carry on does get hurt, you have a stud. Yeah. And I think that too is with Detroit likes throwing the ball. Detroit loves throwing the ball. So Swift had 600 yards in three years in college. So if Detroit continues that that style of play under Patricia, I think Swift will outscore Carry. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Swift outscores Carry on 
maybe not TD wise, maybe he'll take a couple to the house. It's just one of those risks where if I were to gamble and someone were to say, yo, you have to pick one of the Detroit running backs, I would take Swift over carry on as of now until I see more from carry on. Maybe this will help carry on. And we were talking about it before um, earlier in the year where when they drafted Swift, Swift might be the best thing that ever happened to carry on. So it takes a lot of, of pressure off carry on so that they can, um, try to go back to back and and see what they can do. And it start. It sounds like Caron has a good attitude about it because he was he was raving about Swift and he was happy that the Lions drafted him and was looking forward to learning from Swift. He said mm-hmm. Swift learning from him. So it sounds like there's not going to be any animosity there, which is great again for the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah. They're both young dudes. Like Swift's 21, Carrion's only 23. So if they can get a nice one-two punch going there. Um, you know, it could be That's great, a, uh, great, was, great for them. Yeah, it was a great question. It's a good, really, really good question. I don't. I'm, I hope we answered it for you enough. I mean, right now the answer is Swift, I guess. <laughs> I think. You, yeah, I think you're right. I think we're both kind of, especially as, as Ryan brought up, they're both being drafted around the same. So I think the upside is Swift, eh, Jordan? Which is, yeah, I guess so. Which is crazy. You got a guy who's been in the league three years, you're bringing in a rookie, and they're both head to head. I think it's because. The graveyard for running back has always been Detroit in the past couple of years. Yeah, so no hopefully this turns it around. And so. you just can't turn a blind eye to those injuries. Like yeah. back to back, just missing so many games this early in his career. That's it's a tough. good question. What was it? Who was that? Uh, anger? At anger? At, that's a good question. Absolutely. We appreciate it. And anyone else that wants to call in, please do so. Uh, there's a link on our Twitter page to do that. Let's get into this mock draft, boys. Um, as we said, we're going to force ourselves into the uh, the pick of a quarterback in the first round. So yep, we see what you got there. Yeah, yeah, we're good. And this is interesting because this literally goes against everything that I personally would actually do in fantasy football and probably a lot of people. But that being said, I know a lot of guys that have had great success and won some nice championships um, taking quarterback early. So... It'll be neat to see how this team turns out. To start off, we have, of course, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. And now two wide receivers went off the board at four and five, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams. Now this is where we got to discuss which one of these (laughs) quarterbacks we're going to take. It's going to be either Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. We have to decide as a group here, which one do we want to start this team off with? Uh, it's between those two. I personally am a Patrick Mahomes guy. Um, I think, uh, my counterpart over there on the other side of zoom is going to be on the other side of things. But the one thing I, the one caveat might be the Super Bowl hangover. I don't think this is going to apply to this guy, but it could. Um, I just, I'm just not betting against Mahomes and, uh, that would be my pick. Jordan? I am going to pick Lamar Jackson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of what he did with that offense last year. And now he's got even more weapons. You got a healthy Brown. You got some good wide receivers coming in. You have nothing changed and you have a better running game and you have better wide receivers. Mahomes, like you said, he's won a Super Bowl. He signed a big contract. I would go Lamar. I don't. I don't care either one of them. To be honest, my vote would personally be Lamar Jackson, but I can see either one of them. One A, one B. I would pick Jackson. We'll leave it up to Ryan to be the. All right. So I got to be the tiebreaker. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson here, boys. That's who hey, we're taking. Hey, I, don't, I don't hate that. And there is that side of things with the Super Bowl hangover, the, as Jordan said, the big contract signing. Who did will, he throw to last year? He will those no things affect to. Mahomes? And now, yeah, LJ's got some weapons. Weapon. The only thing that I worry about him is, man, if he just takes that big hit that these running guys seem to always take, it's... That it's being said, He'll be that fine. being said, Mahomes was hurt last year, and not you, Jackson. You got to so. you got to touch him before you can hit him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so after we took Jackson, a, a whole list of the top running backs went: right. uh, Kamara, Cook, Henry, Drake, Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, and then uh, at the start of round two, Nick Chubb, Hopkins, Joe Mixon, Eckler. Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. And so everything that has is been exactly taken. why I know I'm going to hate this strategy <laughs> and would never ever recommend it to like anybody. It. <laughs> the I fact we though, took we took John we took uh, Jackson over Elvin Kamara is, is insane. But hey, for the purposes of education, I think in most leagues, if you want one of those two quarterbacks, you will have to jump on them. No I don't. I don't mind it. Say. Like you're starting out. I, I don't. Let's just see how it plays out. Did Mahomes I don't go? Mind starting with Lamar. Ja- yeah. Did Mahomes get drafted? Right. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. No. Sorry. Sorry. No. So Mahomes. Yeah. So yeah. It's tough. But hey. This let's is see for, how it uh, plays out, man. It's a science okay. project. So for running backs, we have Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones still left, Todd Gurley. Man. There's not a lot. See, this is the problem. So last year we we did the zero RB, but at least we last stacked. Week? Last week, did I say that? Last week you said last year too. Yeah. Someone said last. <laughs> did I say year. last year? <laughs> yeah. Last <laughs> week we did the zero RB, but at least we were stacked at wide receivers. Now we are not stacked at wide receivers, and we still have kind of these okay next what's, year running backs. What's wrong with Aaron at. Jones or Miles Sanders? Uh, I like Aaron Jones a lot. Aaron Jones has taken on way too much. He's taking he's taking right a hit. Now. Miles Sanders. I would take Aaron Jones over Miles Sanders. One hundred percent. Me as well, Jordan. Uh, to me, Aaron Jones is still a beast. Like, what was he number two overall? A uh, number two overall last year in half point PPR, next to the big guy. And they so, still have one of the best offensive lines. Yes, yes. The, the rookie's not going to come in and take over Aaron Jones. He was a stud. To me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Miles Sanders should be good, but there's a lot more question marks with him, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. So Aaron Jones is the pick then. Bada boom. So at least we have a running back. We have one running back. And then... But when Lamar Jackson's getting us 50 points a week. Yeah. No one's going to care. So Travis Kelsey went after that. First tight end off the board. Uh, Galladay. Sanders went. And then Kittle. Another tight end in the second round. Leonard Fournette. And then... The third round starts with Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Adam Thielen, and Patrick Mahomes. Our second quarterback goes at the 305. So we're back on the clock now, 306. We have Lamar Jackson, and we have Aaron Jones. Now we have our third pick here. What running, or sorry, wide receivers are still available there. So right? wide receivers, uh, DJ Moore, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari Cooper, I, I'm not... Mm-hmm. I'm fading I'm not him a little bit. Super into Amari Cooper or Juju Smith Schuster, the ones kind of at the top of the list. What are you guys thinking? I'd be quite happy to have DJ Moore as my number one wide receiver under this circumstance and this strategy. Um, I that's the only wide receiver that I would 
feel comfortable with starting out with out of, I, I don't hate Cooper, but I don't think we'll get him on the turn. And I think there's a lot of good running backs that haven't been pecked yet that I'd feel comfortable with the number two. So I would probably take uh, DJ Moore. I like him more than Beckham. Beckham's there, but man, I he just scares me this year for some That's reason. That's a risky pick, Beckham. As your number one, because you know you're not getting DJ Moore. Yeah, I do not want Beckham as my number one. There's no way. Uh, if anything, I would take probably Cooper if I had to not take Moore, but I think Moore's a pretty safe pick. Yeah, I think with Moore on the table, let's go with that. This is so unlike any team I drafted. I, I know, I know. I love it. I don't mind it at all. It's fun just Cooper for... Cooper Cup like was also available there, I guess. Can I choose out of the gate right now? Just, Calvin just, Ridley. Okay, wait, let, let Ryan do the breakdown. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah sorry. we just want to know like who went. So we yeah, 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 yeah. You're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, Ryan. Sorry. Take control. You, you go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So, uh, but if um, I... Cooper, that... Smith-Schuster... Chris Carson, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham. Uh, as round four started, we have Mark Ingram, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown. That would have been a nice pick too. Robert Woods, Melvin Gordon, and we're into David Johnson at the running back position. I, I'm really surprised uh, Cooper Cup and A.J. Brown lasted that long. I love Woods, but that's early for Woods. No? Yeah, early fourth. Depends like, if he can go back to his old ways. Yeah, I really like Woods this year. For instance, we still have Kelvin Ridley, who I like better, and mm-hmm. uh, I like Tyler Lockett. I like all these guys that are kind of sitting next. We got Sutton, Allen. I like Is all it, those guys. James Conner still there think, as a running back too, as well. Taking a quarterback in round one, I don't think we can jump on a tight end until our last pick. I agree. Mm, I agree. That. Yeah, in a in a one tight end league, and there's it's not like a boosted up point structure for tight ends so can, can we look at the list of running backs left i like james connor sitting there david montgomery do you believe in jonathan taylor i would take taylor over singletary yeah i would yes. too. or montgomery to be honest with with big ben back man i think james connor could be a nice mm-hmm. running back too like with this strategy um Actually, we had a big conversation about the the Connor, Jared Cook comparisons, or not yeah. Jared Cook, sorry, uh, Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook uh, comparisons, and Connor is just so labeled injury prone. With due reason, he has been hurt. He's personally screwed me the last couple of years. But I mean, personally, person. Well, <laughs> not personally, but personally, fantasy wise, you knew him. I'm, I'm digging a big hole here. Anyway. <laughs> Cook Cook hasn't been the the bastion of health either, and yet he's you know he's a, a first round draft pick every time. Um, I just think to get James Conner at this point in the draft, midpoint of the fourth round as a running back too, that would be my pick. All right, I personally <laughs> so you would you would pass which, up on the Calvin Ridley. Which player has screwed Connor. you, Jordan? Um, I guess a long list. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, for sure. He screwed me a couple times. <laughs> yes, he has. I do love Calvin Ridley, too. I would take I, I would take Ridley, hands down. If I started with DJ Moore, Ridley, um, Aaron Jones, and Lamar Jackson, I'm tickled pink. I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but I'm, I'm tickled pink. It, it sounds like you're happy. 
Yeah. Sounds yeah. like I've had a little James you, Connor in me. You know what? I've been I've been swayed. I, I love Calvin Ridley. I think he's he's just gotten better each year. And that offense, I'm a I'm a big fan of that Atlanta offense this year. So I'd be completely fine going Calvin Ridley. Stay away from the uh the the gamble of Connor, I guess you might want to say. So that I would say Ridley as well, right? What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think James Conner, he's got the talent, but he just breaks down way too often. And their offensive line just can't keep him clean either. How many times has he put up like four points or he started and he gets hurt in like the Man, first quarter? I've literally in our main league traded for him back-to-back seasons. I fell for the trap twice, thus why well, I said he screwed me. But he he looks he looks so good and he is so good when he is out there playing like you said for the four minutes he's out there oh the, for those four carries you're like yeah. yes yeah and then he gets hit and you see that look on his face and he's holding his shoulder holding his thigh yeah it's it's heartbreaking and I really I like they, the guy yeah well I, they obviously but it's just like he plays through injuries. And and they rush him. I feel like they rush him back, and they it's just not enough time. And he's one of those guys that just like invites invites all that contact, even when he should probably be taking it easy. But he just like drives into guys and Calvin Ridley. All right, <clears throat> Calvin yeah. Ridley. All pick. that being said, Calvin Ridley. Look right. at that wide receiver corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so after Calvin Ridley, Mark Andrews did go. Zach Ertz went. James Connor. Cortland Sutton, T.Y. Hilton to uh, take round four. Uh, at the start of round five, we start getting into some riskier picks. McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Dak Prescott, the number three quarterback goes, Jonathan Taylor, and Devin Singletary. So now we're back on the clock, 5.06. We only have one running back, and it is getting really scarce i think at this point we have to take a running back hey we could take old deandre swift we were just talking about anger would like that anger uh underscore at (laughs) nobody remembers his dang twitter poor anger um at this point i think i'd take david montgomery he's a starting running back the fact he's still hanging around the middle of the fifth round is kind of surprising he you want to back, take a shot at one of these uh, rookies, eh? Let's think back. Last year, David Montgomery was one of these rookies. And now he has won the job. He's a year older. He's got nobody to compete with. I think it's it's that rookie rose-colored glasses effect. David Montgomery was these guys last year. He was being drafted in the first few rounds. Everyone loved him. And now because he's one year older... People are forgetting about the guy and wanting to take Swift and Taylor and everything over him. Montgomery's got the job. He's going to get yeah. the carries. He's going to get the I think the he's work. undervalued for sure. Big time. With that Chicago team, you don't really know what you're getting into though. And they do like to run the ball. I think Cohen's going to get involved in the passing game more. They um, faded him a lot last year though. I know, but he, did he get the touchdowns though? Like how many, I don't know. I don't recall how many touchdowns for, he got. I, I just think for this point in the draft, for what our team's looking like, we need okay. a number two guy that we can rely on that's definitely going to be a starter. We With your running back, too, you can't take a chance on a guy that might be a starter. Okay. Now, what I would do right now is I would think, okay, what wide receivers do we have? If I could get another starting stud wide receiver that I know is – can we get the list of just wide receivers? 
that we could take. See, I would I would rather take a DK Metcalf or Chark even, mm. and wait. If you get DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Metcalf, or Chark, as I see, I see what you're saying. So you're saying flex, because there's nobody we absolutely love, love. at running back. Why force it? Let's stack a guy, and then we just stack, stack up our wide three receivers. Three players, three wide receivers with Lamar Jackson. We have Aaron Jones, who I do to me feel is a fortunate. Top 10. To, yeah, I felt feel fortunate to have still got Jones. So I would go either DK or Chark. Yeah, we should mention. Just like last week, we have two starting running backs, two starting wide receivers, and a flex. So that's why we can put in that third wide receiver in that flex spot and pass on our second running back with this pick. I'd have no problem taking DJ Chark here. Uh, or Metcalf. These two guys, I have... like this. These guys are sitting in front of us right now. Mm-hmm. Parker. Chark, Metcalf. This is this to me. Is Lockett's like, no, no, not for me. Lockett's like bad seafood for me right now. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't stomach it. I just, I just couldn't. I would take Montgomery over Lockett. I would but, take. But it. these other guys, these other three guys are very enticing. Parker, yeah. Chark, and Metcalf. So starting all on the with rise, great, both young. the best running quarterback. Sorry, a top five to me running back. Why not load up on three stud wide receivers? Like three. So I would take. Chark or Metcalf, I would probably wait until the buzzer goes and I choose when I stand up there and I would look at everyone and then I would choose. I absolutely love DK Metcalf. The way he brought it in the second half of last year, my only thing would be like maybe we can get him next round. But if we're just picking guys that you believe are going to be huge upside players that might or should outperform their ADP, I'm going DK Metcalf. Like, I just see Megatron in this guy. I don't know about you guys, but the way he just dominated with his physical presence last the second half of last year, I think this guy could be a wide receiver one for your fantasy team. So to get him as our wide receiver three, I kind of like how you're thinking, Jord. Okay. I, I don't think you're going to like this then. <laughs> oh, no. I think I would go Chark. Don't I think he's my cornflakes, dude. Sorry, man. But I think this guy is the most underrated wide receiver. Him and Minshew had something going. He's Chark is also mm, very underrated. I agree. So I would go. Chark. So you're pissing in my cornflakes. Nah, man. Whatever. I, my vote would be Chark as well. I knew it. See, and, you both are pissing in his. That's or a lot of are. piss in one bowl. Of, how big of a bowl do I need? How many cornflakes do you eat? Good Lord. It's a whole With box. Metcalf, you always have to worry about Lockett being there as well. He's going to take a lot of targets. DJ Chark seems to have that number one role locked in in Jacksonville. Plus, he's getting a better offensive coordinator this year. My vote would be Chark over Metcalf. So this is going to be interesting to hear what, what Just people... don't eat any asparagus. <laughs> asparagus cornflakes. <laughs> Hey, I think I you're like onto Chark. something. I, I like something. I like Chark a lot. I'm not, I'm I'm happy with that. He's also another guy I think is being way underrated, and people are forgetting the stats he put up last year. Consistently, I'm instantly regretting taking a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So all those wide receivers went. Um, Stephen Diggs, DeAndre Swift went at the end of the fifth round. Russell Wilson, Watson, Hunter Henry, Higby, Waller, Kyler Murray. All tight ends and quarterbacks going in round six. 
Now we have two picks left. We need to take our tight end and we need to take another running back. We've got to take a running back. So okay, so before we now. flip to the running back. Yeah. I, I'll say who I would like right now and you say who you would like right now if he felt. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go to running back yet. I'm going to oh. say kind of the flaw in taking. Like there's still a guy like Jarvis Landry and Michael Gallup sitting here one round later who could put up the same points as Shark if not you know, maybe a little less, but I love Michael Gallup too. And Jarvis okay. Landry. But okay, so what do we have at running back? I okay, but ca- point, counterpoint, point, point, counterpoint. <laughs> okay. If we didn't take the wide receiver there, I yes. would take Chark over Gallup. I would take Chark over Landry. I would take Ch- Chark over AJ Green. I would take Chark over Boyd. 100%. But so, now let's see who is there because we could have had David Montgomery. Okay. Okay, before we... We can still have David David Montgomery. Montgomery. Wow. And Kareem Hunt. Okay, okay. So Montgomery's still sitting there. I'm starting to like these asparagus pea flakes. (laughs) Is that consensus? Wow. So Montgomery fell. Okay. We'll start. To me, it's no... See, this is weird, eh? Like, you start getting down to these guys, and there's... I love the running backs at this level. Like, I love Mostert. Although with his BS he's trying to do with getting traded and all that crap that I don't think is going to happen. I don't like him as much. But Cam Akers is there, who I love. Kareem Hunt, who I love. Montgomery, who's a starter. I don't necessarily love the guy, but he's a starter. Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, Rob Gronkowski at tight end. uh, We wait on that. Do we we take a tight end? You can wait on tight end. Okay, so what's the running back? David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt. What are you guys thinking? For the purposes of this, just because I think the majority of people would take Montgomery. Personally, I'm taking Cream Hunt here. If this is my team, I love Cream Hunt, but um, I could see taking Montgomery because he's the starter. Yeah, I would take Hunt too, but Montgomery's the starter, and I I like Hunt more than Montgomery. However, Montgomery, I I would have to think about it, but I think because he's the star. Weren't we in this situation last week? No, yeah. Montgomery wasn't available. He was gone. No, no I, I took the pick. It should be Montgomery. It should be. Look at the yeah, projections. That's, that's what though. I mean. Is, uh, is my, my gut would say take Kareem Hunt, but my head would be like, dude, you got a starter for Chicago Bears who's going to get, you know, 15, 20 carries, a couple catches. You got to end goal line because as fantasy, now they Fantasy so. Pro's projection is 164 for Montgomery and 152 for Hunt. It's not that no. much different. I'm taking Montgomery, I guess. Unless imagine if Hunt gets traded. See, anyway. this would be this would be one of those picks in the draft where I take Montgomery and you I feel it. like crap about it. I'm so pissed at myself that I did it because I took the guy I didn't want over the guy I wanted. And halfway through the year, I'm never going to play fantasy football again <laughs> and quit all my leagues. <laughs> okay, so let's take Kareem Hunt then. Nah, let's, let's, take, take let's Montgomery. take Montgomery. Let's take Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. Okay, Montgomery's our pick. And so the only uh, position that we have left is tight end. A whole bunch oh, of... Oh, Gronk uh, went. Darn it. So is the, Gronk going to be good or is this like a smoke screen? And OJ Howard's going to be amazing this year. I, I don't think so. A guy a guy made that point, and I'll tell you, it would be such a fantasy football thing for everyone OJ to Howard jump is talented. On, I, I of just course don't... he is. Yeah. And he's a monster and he's athletic. Like all the things Tom Brady loves in a tight end. There's just so many balls to there's only so many balls that go around in Tampa Bay. And there's a lot of balls in Tampa Bay. 
Well, Gronkowski is gone, so we so have, it's not even an option. Uh, Hayden again, Hurst. We ended up with Hayden Hurst last week, taking him in the last round. I don't mind it. I don't mind Mike Kosicki. What is with Gallup? Gallup fell to seven oh five. By the way, just as a that's Gallup is going to be drafted some CD Lamb, right? I don't care. Gallup is going to be some value. That guy's a stud. So who has more balls to go around, Tampa Bay or Dallas? I think Dallas has more balls to go around. Yeah, I think so too. There's going to be balls flying everywhere. So who's Um, the pick at tight end? Hayden Hurst. We did this last. We did this last week. We took Hayden Hurst. I would do it again. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be a stud. He's going to do everything and more Hooper did last year. I think he's a more talented football player than Hooper, and he's in that system. That is the pick. We got an F on our team, guys. Of Just course we did, because we took a quarterback first round. <laughs> so, for freaking awesome. <laughs> so we ended up with Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, DJ Chark, and Hayden Hurst at tight end. Whoo, I do not know if I support this strategy. That's for sure. I would never, ever, ever, ever do this in real life. But that being said, if you just gave me that team, I wouldn't hate it. Um, we don't really, the problem is, so we obviously have probably the best player in fantasy football with Lamar Jackson. And then unless Aaron Jones repeats, we really don't have a top, top A plus player on our team at their no. position. I would say it's kind of like a um, vanilla ice cream. You're going to make the playoffs. I'm looking at other teams here that their wide receivers are really weak. Um, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett are their top two. They went heavy on the running backs. Um, Michael Thomas, Galladay, Thielen. I personally like more Ridley Chark better. I think that we'll make the playoffs. We're hoping for big games from everyone, no injuries, especially to our running backs. I mean, the draft isn't played out. So you don't, you'd, ha- I would definitely stock up on some Philip Lindsay's, maybe some um, back acres, yes. maybe some, yes. some running backs that you have for upside. As far as wide receivers, I think we're set tight end, maybe grab a, someone with upside as well. I think your bench is more important on this strategy than it is with, with last week's. I think that's the same as, I think even last week's, Jordan, I think doing the zero RB and doing this, getting one of those big quarterbacks in the first round strategy forces you to stack your bench with running backs, which I hate pigeonholing myself into one position, even on my bench. Like if you're just filling your bench with running backs, I would, like I said, I would never do this. It's you're just, it's such a gamble. You're gambling on Aaron Rodgers repeat or Aaron Jones repeating. You're gambling on DJ Moore and, and Ridley and these guys breaking out even more so and becoming top five guys. And I just, and not to mention, you don't even have to do this strategy because you can wait till round two. And we saw that we could have taken Kamara and probably still got Mahomes or Jackson. So I like that we did it because it's nice to see the end result and see where we're at. But definitely, as Ryan said, I wouldn't endorse this strategy. <laughs> okay. So now, now just, I'm just got to stop you guys for a second. Uh, so I want to just ask the question, just quick thoughts. Now we've done the mock draft, taking a quarterback first round. What are your thoughts on 
this style. I don't think I like it. I think you're one Lamar Jackson injury away from totally screwing your season up because you invested so much in him that the rest of your team, you're shooting, you're reaching for guys that you don't necessarily have to reach for. So I don't love it. If you love starting out with, say, 40, 50 points a week, go for it and you're a gambler and you stock your bench up. You stock your bench up with guys that you hopefully can fill in in case something happens. Go for it. If not, if you're more um, conservative fantasy football player and you want to start with whatever, if, if you're a risk taker, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind the team. It's all about making it's as you say, Jory, it forces you to reach. We took Montgomery when probably normally we wouldn't take Montgomery. You're, you're taking Chark. Oh, maybe we wouldn't normally take, take Chark there. So it forces you into a reach for players based on ADP uh, instead of taking the guys you want and giving you the flexibility to take who you want. And also, I agree with you, Lamar Jackson gets hurt or Mahomes gets hurt and you're sitting twiddling your thumbs all fantasy football season because there's no recovery from that. There's no coming back. I I absolutely agree. I don't like this at all, but that is going to do it for the show this week. Uh, we're at the end. Hopefully everyone enjoyed uh, this episode and this mock draft, this strategy. Maybe it gives us some, uh, some good information to go forward with. Thank you to Rob. Thank you to Jordan. My pleasure. Thank you to Ryan. Thank you to Ryan. We'll talk to everybody next Tuesday. See you guys.